Good afternoon, everyone, and welcome to Stock Market Today. It's Ali Corman Ken Shreve here with a breakdown of the action for Thursday, October 5th, where we saw declines, but stocks finishing off lows. And Ken, all eyes are now on Friday's jobs report. Yeah, it was looking pretty ugly uh, early in the session, but the NASDAQ, uh, S&P 500 um, indexes managed to close uh, well off lows. So that was uh, encouraging to see. Uh, did find three stocks uh, to talk about uh, today in the biotech uh, sector. I want to revisit uh, Neurocrine Biosciences, NBIX. Um, there was news today on that stock. Also, uh, futures exchange operator CME Group, uh, ticker CME. And finally, Remitly Global. This has been kind of a mainstay on the IBD uh, 50, ticker R-E-L-Y. All right, let's do it. First, let's take a look at the major indexes. The NASDAQ today down one-tenth of a percent. Same for the S&P. The Dow fractionally lower by day's end and the Russell 2000 managing a gain today of two tenths of a percent. So good to see the NASDAQ closing off lows here today, because as you said, with the pretty heavy losses towards the beginning of the day, after the day of strength we saw yesterday, which did lack volume, we will remind folks out there, it, it was disappointing to see big declines. Uh, so it does seem like volatility in the air here a little bit, Ken, but this rally attempt for the NASDAQ here could potentially come down to the reaction uh, from for tomorrow's jobs report. What do you think? Yeah, exactly right. It's just kind of in a holding pattern here. Uh, we did get that uh, nice percentage gain for the NASDAQ uh, yesterday, up 1.3, 1.4%. Uh, not much volume uh, behind the move. Uh, today, it was kind of interesting. Again, just kind of looking inside the market uh, internals. Volume wasn't heavy again. Uh, it was below average today again on the NASDAQ. But notice that it did pick up the pace a little bit from uh, from yesterday. And then you had a nice rally off lows. The NASDAQ was down more than 1% uh, intraday. So there were definitely some buyers uh, lifting the index uh, off lows, and uh, that 13,000 level uh, looks to be pretty good uh, support right now. I mean, we've been talking a lot about weak market internals and, uh, you know, the possibility that we could see more downside, and, and that's certainly, you know, still a possibility, but, uh, and I wish I could tell you how the market's going to react to that jobs report tomorrow. I'm, I'm pretty sure if it's a really strong, much hotter than expected uh, number, we should see yields rise and that shouldn't be good for the market. Uh, the Fed wants to see some softness. They've made no secret of the fact that they want to see some softness in the labor market. So they're hoping for a, you know, kind of a lukewarm, maybe uh, maybe a soft number, and maybe we get yields uh, decline for the third straight uh, day, and that, that could be a, a help uh, to the stock market. So we'll just have to have to see how the market reacts uh, to the data uh, tomorrow. Should be interesting. Yeah, and the Nasdaq's, loan rally attempt here, at least one uh, progressing enough that would qualify as a follow through day if conditions are met. Uh, the, the Nasdaq is teetering here with that rally attempt. So we'll have to see, like you said, how the jobs report impacts that. We also want to take a look at the S&P 500 here, awfully close to that 200 day line. And on the weekly chart, sitting right at the 40 week, Ken. 
Yeah, so we are uh, second second day of a rally attempt uh, for the Nasdaq. I think we're the seventh, uh, sixth or seventh day for the uh, Nasdaq. But uh, yeah, just like the uh, Nasdaq is holding support at uh, thirteen thousand a key level, uh, you see the S and P five hundred firming up here at forty two hundred and its uh, and its two hundred day uh, moving average. So uh, encouraging uh, performance uh, for the S and P five hundred as well. Second straight session where you got to close uh, near highs. Looks like volume on the NYSE. Interestingly, quite a bit lower uh, than, than what we saw yesterday. That's not fully dated yet, but at least we saw a little bit of higher volume on the NASDAQ today. Okay. And let's take a look at the Dow, which closed with a fractional decline, but a lot of ground to make up here, Ken. Yeah, this is uh, looks a lot different than the NASDAQ and the S&P 500. Obviously, the, the blue chips have been uh, beaten down here. Uh, second day of a rally attempt for the uh, for the Dow Jones here, but a nice uh, close off lows uh, as well. Mm -hmm. And the Russell, which has been even more damaged as of late, but managed to eke out a gain today, it looks like on the downside. Next stop. 1700 which is so crazy because it wasn't too long ago that it was trying to get above 1900 or you know hitting uh that uh, 2000 level and then a very swift undercut of the 200 day 1800 and now is it is it going to find support above seventeen hundred here, Ken? Yeah, so much damage uh, done to to small caps here. So uh, Russell two thousand is in a lot of trouble, just like uh, just like the Dow here. So so I've been you know talking this week about it's just a market of round numbers here. So for the Russell two thousand uh, seventeen hundred is a is a pretty key uh, level to watch. But I think you know how the market reacts to to, to tomorrow's uh, jobs report is going to be uh, important, and uh, I think we'll just hang our hat on, on two pretty constructive days uh, for the major stock indexes. Uh, we've been kind of pounding the table on the fact that, you know, there's just not really a lot of good merchandise uh, out there to to really uh, consider seriously buying uh, at this point. But, uh, you know, market conditions can turn uh, pretty quickly. And a lot of people are still holding out hope for a, a Santa Claus uh, rally uh, between now and the end of the year. Uh, maybe it starts in October. Maybe it takes uh, a little while longer, but we'll see what that uh, jobs data says uh, tomorrow. Mm hmm. And let's take a look at XLE, which tracks the energy sector failing to bounce here, but it is holding the 200 day line round tripping its gains from the last couple of months here. Now back to the levels it was seeing in late July. And a lot of this is because of the price of oil. And here's a look at USO, which is a rough proxy for uh, the spot price of oil here which is really having a hard time taking a big hit this week and another notable decline today on top of yesterday's hard hit. Yeah, I mean, this is uh, this is pretty rough. And, you know, it wasn't that long ago when uh, USO was uh, looking pretty good, uh, you know, showing a lot of relative strength. There was a lot of volume behind the uh, the up uh, move initially over 75. And then, uh, you know, it gets turned away at the 80 level. So it is really interesting to see what uh, to see all the selling that all of a sudden has cropped up in, in the oil market. I mean, I've been when you see the market, the stock market coming in and in a corrective uh, phase, it's it's normally concerned about 
growth, whether it's uh, you know earnings growth uh, during third quarter earnings season, or whether it's economic growth. Maybe the uh, you know the economy uh, might be in for a, a sharper than expected slowdown sometime uh, next year. So, you know, maybe not surprising. That's why we're seeing oil you know uh, really fall precipitously here, um, just because of a you know a falling demand uh, and maybe the prospects for, uh, you know, uh, just slowing growth all around the, the world. So um, it's it's been a pretty violent uh, decline in, in recent days, but, um, you know, we'll, uh, we'll, we'll see. But it looked like those oil and gas stocks were ready to provide some market leadership and this uh, market correction seems to be going after everything now. Mm-hmm. It does. And you mentioned it earlier, one thing that's going to be watched like a hawk or a dove uh, t- <laughs> I don't know. I was trying to make a joke. Tomorrow, the the ten year yield, uh, Treasury yield, uh, could move tomorrow, and we'll have to see what impact that has on the equity market. But your thoughts on where it's at now? Yeah, I mean, just a very oversold uh, bond market, and again, two days of declines for that ten-year yield. But look at how far it's still holding above its ten-day moving average. So, I mean, the bond market is still quite oversold. Uh, wouldn't be surprising to see yields, uh, you know, back off highs here, and maybe that provides a little bid uh, bid for stocks. So, I think the bond market's going to be pretty active uh, tomorrow once it digests this uh, this jobs report. But it's good to see the yield down for two uh, two straight sessions, but really hasn't given up uh, a whole lot of ground. Still holding above 4.4.7 percent. Uh, so this has been the big impediment, you know, for the stock market: rising interest rates, uh, strength in the U.S. dollar. It's going to need to see some uh, softness in both uh, in, in both the dollar and uh, and bond yields to have any hope for uh, stocks to rally here. Yeah, absolutely. Well, let's check in on those three stocks, starting with Neurocrine Biosciences (NBIX) is the ticker here. Gain of 4.2% today. Volume picked up as it bounced off of the 50-day line and arguably presents an early entry here, Ken. Yeah, we're still, I mean, really, you know, positive technical setups are are few and far between right now. But Neurocrine Rally today, they had uh, positive uh, phase three uh, data for a, uh, a drug to treat a genetic disorder that affects the adrenal glands of children and adolescents. But as the name of the company would indicate, Neurocrine deals with um, um, neurological uh, drugs. They have a strong pipeline. They also uh, have a, a pipeline with uh, drugs to treat schizophrenia, depression, all that. But it is highly profitable. So you have two choices in the biotech space. You can go for the really speculative names that don't have any earnings and sales, or you can kind of focus on uh, companies like Neurocrine that has a a really good steady track record of uh, annual earnings growth. You can see the top line growth has been uh, impressive. So uh, I particularly like the look of the weekly chart here. This is just kind of a big, long base. It's been moving sideways, kind of like a coiled uh, coiled spring here, pretty well-formed uh, cup with handle base with a pretty clear pivot. So if this market starts rallying, you'd expect a, a structure like this to uh, to work. But as long as the market's in a correction, a lot of these good bullish technical patterns don't uh, yeah, have a hard time working. Yeah, that makes sense. We really need the market to work with us here. Let's take a look at CME Group up 2% today, volume behind the move and the last couple of up sessions here. And what's nice to see on this daily chart is that RS line hitting a new high, earning it a blue dot, meaning 
the outperformance versus the S&P 500 since this base structure and over the last year, quite notable, but you get the blue dot as a base is forming or as a stock is breaking out. So to see it before a breakout even happens really underscores the strength of this stock as of late. Yeah, really just trying to keep or pay attention to good uh, setups uh, in this market. Uh, you know, again, with the market acting the way it is and in a correction, it's uh, most stocks are having a hard time making headway. I didn't really see any news for CME Group. This is a futures uh, exchange operator. The big leader in the group is CBOE. Uh, that one really took off and is, you know, just broke out powerfully and is uh, is holding up up near highs. But I have to tell you, uh, CME Group is uh, is is right there as well. So it's an it's an a good base here. Uh, digested gains well after, um, you know, breaking out over that uh, 200 level, um, you know, kind of trading sideways, finding support at the uh, the 50-day moving average here. doesn't have the fundamentals that we like to see. I mean, it's it's got a good track record of bottom line and top line growth, but you can see revenue growth in recent quarters uh, a little bit below that uh, 20, 25% threshold we'd like, uh, we'd like to see. And then the annual estimates uh, a little bit soft as well, but, you know, for a, a stock with tr- strong uh, technicals, a decent composite rating. Um, you know, I think this one is still uh, still worth watching. It's in a you know pretty pretty good industry group, and like I said, CBOE continues to perform well too. Okay, and we'll cap things off with a look at R E L Y. Can we rely on this stock, Ken? <laughs> I'll tell you, it, it's it's been a mainstay in the IBD fifty. It's been in the top IBD fifty top ten for for some some time now. Just because of uh, when you look at the the recent revenue growth uh, at this company, it is right on the verge of uh, profitability. You see big increases in fund ownership in in recent quarters. So this uh, this stock really has the the look of a of a can slim type uh, stock. It's got the earnings. It's got the uh, the fundamentals. It's got the accumulation distribution rating of, of A. When you look at that weekly chart and you see those big blue up bars as the stock is breaking out and, and rising, I mean, it's it's definitely a stock under some accumulation here. Really, really, when you see a stock test the 10-week moving average for the first time after a breakout, this is as, as good a test as, uh, as you can see. So again, just kind of keeping track of stocks that are, you know, with good fundamentals and, and technicals, I think remitly is, uh, you know, still deserves um, a look here. Their, their business is not uh, uh, complicated. The, the founder of the company uh, lived in Kenya many years ago and found out how difficult difficult it was to transmit money, you know, border over border, costing 8 to 10% a pop. And this company does it, you know, at, a, at about a cost of 2% or even, even less. So you can see the revenue growth has been you know, just, just tremendous and, uh, you know, could still see more upside here. Mm -hmm. So with that being said, Ken, let's just say tomorrow turns out like it's going to be a follow up third day. We don't know that yet. Of course, we don't have a crystal ball could take a while to play out. We could sell off more, but if we do get a strong gain and this stock clears, that 26 level, do you think that would be a potential buying opportunity for this stock? Yeah, I mean, if we if we get if we get a good strong update for the market and 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 signs that buyers are you know kind of coming back into this market, I think all three stocks that we looked at today and and stocks that we've looked at in uh, in recent days, whether it's a Tesla or a, a PCAR, kind of keeping track of uh, you know uh, strong performing stocks here. So um, arguably, I mean, this was a, an early buy signal uh, today with the stock you know rising above uh, its recent highs, but that uh, 26.44. Uh, if we go to the the weekly chart. 
2644 there looks like a, a perfectly good, um, um, yeah, just a, a perfectly good pivot there and uh, really what a solid test of the 10 week line looks like. Great. All right. Well, thank you for that, Ken. And thanks so much to everyone for tuning in. We will be back with more tomorrow morning on IBD Live. And we hope you join us, investors.com slash IBD Live for all the details on that. We will see you there. And we've got you covered after the close tomorrow as well.